Praise ye the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. This is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and be glad in it. You in the radio land, I want you to listen closely. I'm going to go through the book of Revelation in this series and I believe the Lord will open your understanding. In the book of Revelation, I want to first make you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ wrote this book. And not only that, just like in the book of Genesis, this is how I take the scriptures. In the book of Genesis, you will say, you will ask yourself, who was there when God created the heavens and the earth? Who was there when he created Adam? Since there was none of us there, nobody was there except the Lord. Then he revealed the whole story to Moses. So the actual author is the Lord God himself. So he wrote the first book and in the book of and he came again and wrote the book of Revelation telling us how it will end. He told us through Moses how it all began in the in the book in the garden of Eden. And at the end the Lord Jesus Christ told us how everything will end. He is the beginning and the end and his end also. Now let's read through the book of Genesis, Revelation chapter 1. I mean, Revelation, now not Genesis. And I pray that the Lord will open your understanding. Father, I just pray for everyone that is listening that they will be able to comprehend this prophecy in the book of Revelation. And that their hearts will be open to want to move closer to the Lord and to want to be partaker of this new heaven and new earth that is coming. So that listener, as you listen to this message, you, I want you to have an aspiration, aspire within yourself that you want to be a partaker of the new heaven and the new earth that will come at the end. And how to get there is to belong to Jesus Christ. There is no other way. You just must be a child of God. You must repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Now, let's go through the book of Revelation. See how the Lord Jesus Christ, after he resurrected, manifested to John the Apostle so that John could write a book for him. So John was more like the scribe or the secretary to whom the Lord Jesus Christ showed these things and asked him to write them down because that is the last book that will tell us what will be at the end. And let's read it. Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Now right from that Bible verse you know he is talking about future things future from the time of apostle john and that was about two thousand years ago future from two thousand years ago some of them have taken place some of them are yet to come but these are all events that we that were expected to close the world and bring a new world a new heaven and a new earth on this planet let's read on and he said and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant john who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. I will stop right there again. If Apostle John can see the time is at hand 2000 years ago, how much more now you that is listening to me, how much more now the time is really at hand the Lord Jesus Christ said, Behold, I come quickly. And we are close to the to 2,000 years or even past 2,000 years. You are, this is year 2002 from 
the time of the Lord. So we are close to the end. And from prophetic timetable, we know we are close to the end of times. And all the signs that were given that we were to watch, I will begin to point to some of them when we get to the Bible chapters, so that you may know that if you want to move closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, you better do it now. If you want to make heaven your home, you better repent now. You better walk straight with God right now. Because the time is at hand. The time is short. It's even shorter than when Apostle John wrote this and said the time is at hand. Verse 4. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierce him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. Now let me stop right here and first now describe to you why the introduction. This is Apostle John who was writing all of this, like an introduction. And when he wrote this, he was pointing to the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ told him to write to the seven churches in Asia. And uh, there were churches in that time that were. In, that were in those cities that were written in this chapter 1. However, from Revelation, God has made us to know those messages He sent to those churches in Asia in that time. Actually, His messages He is sending to the whole body of Christ, to the church of God, from the time of the apostles till the end time. It was actually seven dispensations of the church. Seven dispensations of the church. So that God was not just writing to some small, small cities in Asia, as if the other cities have nothing to do, or they don't have to worry about what he was writing. He was actually writing a book to his body from the beginning of the church till the end. Dispensations. And that is exactly what this letter is written to them, the first three chapters. And that means that the three chapters was not just written to those seven churches in Asia in those days. They were actually written to the whole body of believers from the time of the apostles till the end time. And every, every generation that was involved, that was being written to, have a problem going on in that generation that God was addressing. And solution and promise that those that overcome in that generation will receive blessing and this type of blessing. That is the summary of what God was writing. Things that influenced the earlier churches also are still around. The influence, whether it is in form of persecution or in form of worldliness or in form of lukewarmness, those also are still around, but there may be a pre preponderance, predominant influence. And that is perhaps what he will address in each particular dispensation and each particular generation. And let's go on and go through these chapters and we point out every problem that every church age faces and also the, the, everyone is facing the same type of problem except in one particular church age the major problem they face is what God will address but when you go to the next church age they may still have that earlier problem but they may be faced with some new problems new challenges and God is giving promises to those who will overcome and your goal my brother your goal my sister and your, your responsibility is to overcome all those 
worldly influences that that is trying to pull down the believers let's go on in verse 5 now Revelation chapter 1 is where I'm still at and I'm going to go gradually chapter by chapter through this series and I believe the Lord is going to give us understanding now in verse 8 the Lord is now beginning to talk through the apostle I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the ending said the Lord which is and which was and which is to come the Almighty now let's stop right there and analyze this verse 8 who actually do you think was talking here it was the Lord Jesus Christ now when you read the earlier verses it seems to be saying that this revelation was given by God to the Lord Jesus Christ who sent his angel to give it to John but when you begin to see the utterances here you will be saying God is, is making us to know whom the Lord Jesus Christ really is he is God it's not just sent by God as if another angel sent by God or we think uh, God has a son and a wife and then this is his son and his son is just his son of God by the virtue that he came as a human being however the spirit in him is the almighty God that created the heavens and the earth that is why he was not a created spirit put in a body he was God that created all things that put on flesh and you say how can we correlate this thing you can see from the bible he, he called he said he is alpha and omega the beginning and the ending well is that god that is the beginning and the ending or is that god's son if they are two different people it's god so then which means the beginning and the ending is god the alpha and omega is god and not just another person god manifested in the flesh that is what this chapter is trying to reveal to us and in many bible verses it was actually revealed to us that it was god that manifested in the flesh putting on human flesh and appearing among us and not just like uh, a family people have tried to to describe the godhead as if a family of father son and wife and they didn't know how to put the holy ghost they think the holy ghost is the wife and then they, the bible said the holy ghost is he to be a male then they say well we don't know how to describe it it is not a family tri issue a family a family business this is one god one spirit one god one lord and manifesting to mankind in those three offices as the father in the old testament is the father that they have been hearing about in the new testament he came as son of god in form of a human being and now is the holy spirit that indwell everybody that are believers because he said unless i go away the holy ghost cannot come to you because it's the same spirit that just came now and filled the whole body of believers to be omnipresent and when jesus christ was on i said we are two or three are gathered together in my name there am i in the midst of them he was not talking about when he was there or not he will be everywhere right there because he was limited he limited himself in that body called jesus but he said he has to go away so that he can come back and feel us christ in us the hope of glory that is what he was saying when he said wherever two or three are gathered together in my name there am i in the midst of them that is the omnipresent god god almighty so not three persons there it's one person manifested in three offices and that is what is being revealed here you have to know that this revelation was not known by all the apostles some still think he was just son of god and they address him as his father his father has given him this 
and he gave it to us. But when you begin to see the, inter the, the his own utterances, you know that this is not just an utterance of somebody that is different from the father. He said, I'm going back to the position of the father. You see? Now he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. That is the father God. Said the Lord, which is, which is, now listen to this. He said, the beginning and the ending, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Now, how many Almighties do we have? Three Almighties or one? The Almighty. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, how can you say the Lord Jesus Christ is Almighty? Because he just said it right here. The Almighty is the one that is and was and is to come. But who, who was? If you call anybody was, means that the man must have died. Not so. And only the Lord Jesus Christ died as a human being and rose again again. So what we are saying is, if we can say God died, that's the only way he can call himself he was. Well, did God die? Did God ever die? Yes. When he came to the world as human being, as Jesus Christ, he died for us. That was God that died for us. So in short, he can lay claim to a title of calling himself, I am is, I am was, and I am to come. The almighty God, that we think God can never die, he just told us that he was pastors and he is to come. Which means, the one where we are expecting to come back as the Messiah, is the same God that was who died and is the one that is now that is always ever present so he's telling us it is the almighty God that came as human being and died and we can use past tense for someone that is dead but he said he is right that means that he actually rose again and is still alive and he is to come because we are expecting him to come back as the Messiah and the Lord Jesus Christ we are expecting and he called himself the almighty that is God almighty so now I don't know whether you understand that that Bible verse 8 alone should explain to you whom Jesus Christ is. He is God manifested in the flesh. And you can go with me to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. And see what Apostle Paul wrote here to say this is a mystery. A mystery means it's got to be revealed to you and I pray that the Lord will reveal it to you. And here is what Apostle Paul wrote in in the book of Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 1st Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and Apostle Paul wrote he said and without controversy great is the mystery of godliness God was manifest in the flesh I didn't write this book I'm just reading it to you Apostle Paul wrote this letter to Timothy. He said, God, the Almighty God, was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels. I mean, angels behold the Almighty God walking like human beings on earth. And he said, preached unto the Gentiles. Who was preached unto the Gentiles? The Lord Jesus Christ. Believed on in the world and received up into glory. God manifest in the flesh so that is what the Lord Jesus Christ was came back in Revelation chapter 1 to, ex to, to reveal because he didn't sit down and just explain it and say oh you guys I'm this person he just revealed it but only to those whom he will reveal it to and let me give you to a, another example where the Lord Jesus Christ revealed this he said in some of his uh, when he was on earth the Lord Jesus Christ said and no man knoweth whom the son is but the father 
And no man knoweth whom the Father is but the Son, and whosoever the Son will reveal it to. What do you think he was talking about in that passage when he was talking to his disciples? Let me say to you again. He said, No man knoweth whom the Son is but the Father. And no man knoweth whom the Father is but the Son, and whomsoever the Son will, will decide to reveal it to. So the Lord is trying to make us to know that it is the same personality and he is the one that will reveal to whomsoever he wants to reveal to who this personality is everybody thinks he's just son or he's just a servant or he's just one of the prophets or he's just a, an angel that god likes and make him to take over the earth no he will reveal to whomsoever he will reveal it and he is revealing it to you right now because he has revealed it to us from this book of Revelation chapter one alone he's saying he is the alpha and the omega he is the beginning and the ending and he is the one that is and was and is to come who is to come who are we expecting to come back jesus christ and he said he is the almighty well who is the almighty god almighty only one god almighty not three so it's the lord jesus christ that is the almighty god great is the mystery of godliness let's go on in this revelation and i pray the lord will open your understanding what we are saying is that god manifested in three manifestations to human beings three manifestations to human beings and that is the secret he manifested as father all through the time of the old testament he was the father talking to them in the in the from the cloud and when you go to the book of isaiah and you begin to wonder who was talking to prophet isaiah you begin to know that this person that was talking to prophet isaiah began to exp to make it clear plain and clear as if he is coming to the earth he that was coming talking to isaiah the prophet was coming to the earth in many bible verses he began to prophesy through prophesy Isaiah that this person that is called that is talking through isaiah the prophet is coming to the earth and when jesus christ came he said he is the son of man which is in heaven isaiah said he saw a son of man sitting on the throne he said the prophet said he saw somebody on the throne of god like a son of man See? That is the Son of Man in heaven. He came upon the earth and put on flesh. Mystery of godliness. I pray that God will bless your heart with this understanding. Let's go on through this Revelation chapter 1. First John, Revelation chapter 1 from verse 9. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God, and for the testimony of jesus christ i was in the spirit on the lord's day now apostle john is telling us when he received this visitation and revelation so i was in the spirit on the lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying i am alpha and omega the first and the last and what thou seest write in the book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Now, just like I said in the earlier, in the in the beginning of this sermon, these seven churches were chosen as God writing letter to the churches in those cities. However, these actually are representing the seven dispensation of the body of, of the church age that is seven generations from the time of the apostles till the end of the world 
generation of church believers of, of the body of Christ, the generation of the church of God is what is symbolized by what each church is going, going through or going to go through and how they should overcome anyone that overcome has a promise so the same way the generations of believers in every generation will face challenges believers will face challenges and problems but those who overcome have promises that is what God is going to reveal to us in this old chapter 1, 2 and 3 and I pray we are going to go through this first chapter this today and then in the next in the next uh, chapter we are going to continue we are going to continue to chapter 2 and chapter 3 and I believe the Lord himself will give you understanding now he went for that he said in verse 12 Apostle Paul, Apostle John writing his experience he said and I turned to see the voice that spake with me and being turned I saw seven golden candlesticks and in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like unto the son of man clothed with a garment down to the foot now wait a minute anytime that the apostles or the believers wrote that somebody like a son of man they are trying to distinguish between an angel which they assume an angel may have wings or will not have wings cherubims may have wings or don't have wings or seraphims that fly like they look like birds but they are human beings with wings and when they distinguish that from a person that appear to them that stand just like you and me with two hands, no wings, two eyes, two, one nose and two nose, just like a human being. That's what they always re represent as a son of man. That is, he looks just like us. He may have a shining, shining face or whatever color of the face or the clothing, but he looks just like us. Two hands, fingers, toes, standing upright. Not a, not a beast like you see in some of the other manifestations where they saw a beast with four faces or, or with, a, with food like, a, like an ox or so on. This is what they mean by a son of man is standing like you and me. Okay, and he went further. He said, I looked and I saw on, on the, one like unto the son of man clothed with a garment down to the foot and got about the paths with a golden garment. Verse 14. His head and his ears were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they born in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters and he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength and when i saw him i fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not i am the first and the last i am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Now let me stop right there. Like I said in the, in the earlier verses, the Lord Jesus Christ manifested to Apostle John here and started showing to him exactly what I just said before, that he is the one that lived and was dead. To show that this is the Lord Jesus Christ that manifested. Not an angel. The Lord Jesus Christ that lived with them died and rose again he said behold i am alive forever my means he rose again and he's still alive today now he's telling you exactly what position he has right now he said and i have the keys of hell and of death that is what is the fear of mankind Women wanted to escape death they wanted to escape hell christ is saying i have the keys of those two places that woman means fear he is our messiah young man and young woman has listened to me Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the champion for mankind. 
he just declare himself that hey he has won the victory over satan over hell over death and the grave and he's alive forevermore which means if you follow him you can live forever if you follow him you are sure of heaven you are not to be afraid of hell because he said that you shall never die not only that he said they have passed from death unto life that follow him just by believing you are automatically granted that you are not going to hell if you will believe and then follow in his steps like he has laid down for us and he said you can even go beyond that you can live forever and never see physical death that's what he means when he said i have the keys of death and of hell what is your fear today you are afraid of death come and trust in jesus christ the lord of all and he can save you from physical death and even live and make you live forever if you if, if you want to if you will follow his steps because he said verily verily i say unto you if a man keep my sayings he shall never see death the same lord god almighty said i am he that liveth and was dead and behold i am alive forevermore amen and i have the keys of hell and of death just to make you to be able to be confident that you can follow him and not be afraid of death anymore jesus christ is the almighty god now to wrap up this chapter so that we can continue the next verse he said write the things which are thou sin and the things which are and the things which shall be here after that the things he is going to show to apostle john the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks so the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches in short he's saying that these symbols of candlesticks representing the church and the angels are representing the minister the servants of god that are leading the church in that dispensation maybe a major ministry that is giving the responsibility to, to evangelize the generation and the, major, the, the mighty major prophet of god as evangelizing generation is like an angel as far as god is concerned and angels mean servants of god they don't have to be spirits angel spirits but angels that are servants of god and the lord is saying don't be afraid he has conquered death and hell just come and trust in the lord jesus christ and i pray that the lord will make this burn into your heart so that you can be no more afraid of physical death don't be afraid of hell or anything just trust the lord jesus christ and come and trust him and follow him and you have life forevermore that is what he come to manifest that he is god that manifested in the flesh and he has conquered all now come and follow him and now follow him and not be afraid don't be afraid of satan because satan is to be under our feet he's already under our feet defeated fool and jesus christ is saying fear not i am the one that liveth so i am alpha and omega i am he that liveth and was dead and behold i am alive forevermore amen and have the keys of hell and of death and i pray that the lord will make you to be confident to follow him and not be afraid i pray right now lord jesus can touch those that are listening help them to understand to believe to follow thee and not be afraid in the name of jesus christ write to me and i will write, send you some more exhortation write to the gospel distribution ministry write to the gospel distribution ministry post office box 71027 phoenix arizona 85050 usa on the internet our web address is www and you can send us email send email to webmaster at gospeldistribution.org and we can send you some more exhortation god bless you jesus is the first and the last is the logo of heaven the logo of god he that was and is and is to come the almighty he loves you and he has died for you you come and live for him in jesus name we pray amen